and healing. Hearing and healing. You know, you won't be healed and you won't stay healed if you don't hear. And it's not just you hear, but you hear the right things. And you know, hopefully you're spiritual enough to rightly discern who you listen to. Uh, because I, don't, I can't hardly listen to TV preachers sometimes anymore because half of them are un, in unbelief. First guy gets up and says, God wants you well. The second guy gets up and says, we don't know about that. And third guy, absolutely not. Well, you know, two of them are in error. God always wants you well. But you have a part to play too in it. So I want to start today in a different place. Start, go to Proverbs with me. Proverbs chapter 4. It's just a little simple message we're going to talk today for a while. And then I'm going to minister to the sick. If you need healing today, you could come. We'd be glad to lay our hands on you. Uh, I could go on and on about the healing anointing in my life, but it's not necessary right now to talk about that. I do have an endowment for healing, and it's getting broader and thicker and stronger all the time. We've had miracles uh, in our life for many years, almost 50 years, really. But since... 217, I think it was July when we went to Pastor Randy Parnell's church and his now current wife got healed in my meeting. That's the first time I ever met that lady. She had nine diseases in her body and she was healed in about, uh, you know, I laid hands on her, she fell out and, and just things started happening in her body. I only prayed for her one time. It took me about four seconds. And God just totally revamped this woman. Her, her stomach was dying. She had a tumor under her armpit. She had pancreas problems. She had fibromyalgia problems. She had celiac disease. She had all these different diseases. And, and one of them she didn't list for me later told me she had heart problems, and that went away too. So that's 10 things she had in her body. I'm not the healer. I just work for him. And he works through me, you know. Yeah, you just got to know where you go to get stuff sometimes. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to talk to you about hearing and healing today, the importance of hearing. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing. Faith doesn't come by just having heard and then go back to TV time, go back to recreation time, go see all the current movies they're showing down at the, you know, the movie theater. And then forget about God and forget about his word. You can't do that. You could do that for a period, but you'll run out of steam somewhere and your, your willpower won't get you healed. You've got to feed on the word. So I want to read this to you from the, from the uh, King James Bible first. In verse 20, it says, My son, or you could say son or daughter, attend to my words. So he expects us to pay attention to his word. It's important to come to church, church like this where the word's being taught, but it's even more important that you pay attention to your Bible time. So he says, my children attend to my word. So that means you have to pay attention to it. You can't put other things in front of that and expect to make it and have all the things that we teach you you could have without putting the word first place in your life. And then when you do find out things, your revelation comes to you, you have to be able to be obedient to that. And make the right decisions like Pastor Diana was talking about. But I want you to see something here. My son or daughter, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Now, the first thing he mentions is get your ear involved in it. Doesn't he? It says, incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. So you've got to get your eyes involved in it. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. 
for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Get a hold of that. Health to all of our flesh. Words of God are health to all our flesh. Now, the, the, I think it's the Rotherham translation. I have it up here. It says, to, ev to every part of one's flesh, they bring healing. See, God's word brings healing to every part of your flesh. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. He brings health to us. If, if we're doing what he said, and that's attending to his words, inclining our ears to his sayings, and then not letting them depart from our eyes. I don't mind the PowerPoint thing. They put it up, you know, the scripture sometimes. I don't think anybody knew I was preaching but me uh, this morning, you know. But anyway, it's not important to put those scriptures up for us today. But my point is, I've always been one to want to read my Bible. Now, if you look at the PowerPoint, if they put up something, that's fine. But you be sure you have your own Bible. Did you hear what my daughter said? I don't know if you caught it. She said, my dad sat me down and told me when I was 13, you're going to have to have your own relationship with Jesus. I'm not going to be able to carry you your whole life on every issue. I could agree with, it, with my children or anybody if they have faith with me. They, they're just hoping and I'm believing. That don't work. But if we're in faith, you're in faith with me, I could agree with you. But I told my children that when they got about 13, you're going to have to wear some Bibles out like daddy did. You can't just write on my coattails your whole life. Preaching real good right here. To every part of one's flesh, God's words will bring healing. That would have to be the healing word, of course. It wouldn't be just anything you read. You can't, you can read the book of Revelation if you want to. I mean, it's good. You can read it, but there's some healing mentioned in it, but not like it is in the, in the Gospels and other places. So I would study the Scriptures. You know, I used to say I always think about my faith every day, but now I've changed it to think about faith and healing. Every day. Every day that I live, I think about it. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't like being sick. I don't like being in pain. Anybody like that, raise your hand. I'll cast that lying spirit out of you. No, you don't like being sick. You don't like being infirm. You don't like pain. You don't like being disabled. And you're going you're gonna to realize that it takes some effort on your behalf to get in the Word and stay in the Word. How long you had to do it? The rest of your life. But I can tell you, it gets easier if you stay with it. Come on. I don't things don't bother me today that used to bother me in my body. Yes. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and get stronger and stronger. So I wanted to read you a couple quotes here. Hear and be healed. That's the divine order of healing. You hear it and then you're healed. You can't get healed on hearing marriage promises today. God might touch your marriage if I was teaching on that, you know, but I'm talking about divine healing for your body. Hear and be healed. That's the divine order of healing. To receive a greater flow of healing power in your body, you have to hear the word. For he sent his word and it healed them. That's Psalm 107 verse 20. We're not going to turn there. Continuous hearing causes continuous health. You know, I don't know about everybody I've prayed for my whole life, but I think we'd had a lot more reports than we would have had, than we do have, rather, that if they'd have been honest and God healed and stayed in the church. Come on. Yes. I could tell you some of the most dramatic healings I've had in this church right here, in this office, this room. Yes. <laughs> and people didn't even come back to church. 
just went off to be recreational people and movie people and making money the rest of their life. And, you know, not the heaven with, with the church, but the other word. See, they didn't pay attention. If you want continuous healing, you're going to have to have continuous hearing on the word. Praise the Lord. It's the word that heals. Healing cannot be had apart from the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, Brother Hagen made this comment. If symptoms try to come on me and it seems that they aren't leaving as quickly as they should, then I just double up on my medicine, God's word. Actually, in this passage right here, the word health, it says, verse 22. I'm still in Proverbs 4. Are you with me? Yeah, their life unto those, his words are life unto those that find them. In other words, you have to look for them. And health in the Hebrew out here, and I've checked it out in the Hebrew Bible, and it means this. It means medicine, and medicine to all their flesh. I don't know a doctor alive today on the planet that could prescribe every medicine for every disease people have. I know they're working on it, and I give them praise for that. Doctors are pretty committed people, especially the scientists that back up that stuff. Hallelujah. But see, God's word's health to your whole body, to your whole physical strike your bones, your chemicals, your hormones, your joints, brain functioning right, electric impulses functioning right that goes on that you're not even aware of unless they go blitz on you, then you're in trouble. It keeps your muscles functioning and responding and all that stuff. He said, I just double up on my medicine. You know, that's important. You could just get a list of all the healing scriptures, get a concordance and look up health and healing and stuff like that and wholeness, W-H-O-L-E, and just go through those and then just double up on it. If you you know, go through. I know I saw uh, Pastor Osteen, not Joel, his mother, Dodie. I saw her over in Louisville within the last two or three years. And she said, I still go over my healing scriptures every day. And she was healed of liver cancer 40 years ago. Terminal. Terminal. They just cut her open and said, well, she's ate up, sewed her back up, told John, her husband, John Osteen, take her home. She'll be dead in 30 days. 40 years have come and gone. She's 80-some years old. Said, I read my healing scriptures every day. I don't ever forget it. See, that's a woman that wants to stay well. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. This is from, uh, let's see here. It says, the healing power of Christ is dependent. This is not Brother Hagin now. The healing power of Christ is dependent on our continual abiding in him. And like all of God's gift, it is renewed day by day. See, you have to stay in him day by day. It's a renewal. Let go over here with me for a minute to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I found this scripture many years ago, but I've got a, another definition for it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I just pasted it in my Bible here. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16. I'm going to give you a moment to find that if you haven't. 2 Corinthians 4.16 For this cause, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. See, you've got to renew that inward man day by day. You can't just expect coming to church every Sunday going to do it for you. Any more than I could expect it. Now, I appreciate the church, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I am the church. You're the church. I'm not just come to a church building. But we are the church of Jesus Christ. We're the body of Christ. And here's the Knox translation of what I just read you. Our inner life is refreshed from day to day. 
Day to day it's refreshed. You could be refreshed day to day. Well, I don't know anybody does that. Well, that's your problem. I, I don't expect to take my cue from anybody. I expect to take it from the Word. He says I can be refreshed day by day. Then, bless God, I can be refreshed day by day. Get in agreement with me in the Word here. Then the Phillips translation of that same verse says, Every day the inward man receives fresh strength. See, if you have strength in the inward man, it'll get in your outer man or in your body. You don't have any fresh strength in your inward man. There's nothing to strengthen your physical body. You can eat all the broccoli you want. I'm not against broccoli. But you could eat all the broccoli you want and still die with cancer. Or have other problems with your situation. So you have to begin to believe you could be renewed day by day. Now, if you haven't done that, you don't feel like you've ever done that, start putting your foot down to that and say, I'm going to be refreshed day by day. It's not that you've got to know the whole Bible. Just find a verse that speaks of life like this one I just gave you, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. What would be wrong with that, meditating on that for about 35 more years? I receive fresh strength day by day. And if you're smart, you'll say it. You won't just read it. You'll say it to yourself. I receive. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, we're starting to move ahead in this a little bit. Let's go over here to the... Um, to the New Testament, uh, or over here now. We'll go back to 1 Corinthians 7 and uh, verse 35. I want to look at something here with you a minute. We're talking about hearing and healing, the importance of hearing and being healed. Are you listening to me? And there are some ministers, and I could do that too, just come out and start ministering by the Holy Ghost without teaching, but see, I have trained myself to teach you something first to get you in faith. If perhaps somebody's here that's maybe not too studious, and you haven't picked your Bible up last, since last Sunday, then I can help you just get you pricked in your faith life a little bit to be a better receiver. Yes. It's not on me to do it all, you know. I'm not, what I'm saying is I'm not criticizing people come out and start moving in the Holy Ghost. I could do that too, but it's invaluable to me and it's critical to you that I teach you some of the things that I know about healing. <laughs> because I'm called to do that. I'm anointed to do that. There's an anointing on me to talk to people about healing. And those who listen get it, and those who don't, don't. Mm -hmm. It's not up to me to make people get it. It's up to me to preach it and then them to receive it. But now this verse here is an interesting verse. I've, I've, I've meditated on this for probably 20 years or better. 1 Corinthians 7.35. I know he's talking about virgins and marrying and not being married and all that kind of stuff. But he says something here that kind of diverts from that a little bit. Verse 35. And this I speak for your own profit, not a profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, but your own advancement. Not that I may cast a snare upon you, but that which is calmly or important, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. Without distraction. You've got to get yourself into a framework of thinking that you could actually study something from the Bible and not be distracted thinking about that ham sandwich in the refrigerator. <laughs> Or that extra piece of uh, peanut butter pie. See, you've got to concentrate now. And you've got, to, you've got to learn. Now, see, I've been meditating on this for 20 years. And I have done my best to make myself study and make myself get back in the Bible when I already know these things to some level. But see, you could just run on fumes for a while. And pretty soon, your, your plane's coming down, baby. There's no power anymore. You have to land that puppy. And you may or may not make it. So I'm saying things that are kind of important to you if you're paying attention. 
you need to learn to pay attention to him without distractions. Now, I don't know about all of you. I just know about me. I am not a techie person. I'm not trying to be. I'm not anti-tech because I know it helps people. But, you know, I can turn my phone off and do many times, and I don't care who calls me. And even her, if unless it's an emergency, <laughs> no, you're gonna, you're just not committed enough laughing at that. If somebody's dying, they'll leave me a message, and I'll try to get back to them. The end of discussion. I function like that. I've done that for 25 years, and I like it because I pay attention to what I'm doing right then, and not trying to do 57 other things: the TV blaring, the radio playing, the CD playing, and then try to get in some deep conversation with Jesus. I like to get in my truck and go up and pray, and I just drive around. I shut all the music off. I don't listen to a lot of music anyway, and I shut all the other teaching off that would be good if I listened, but I'm just praying and talking to the Father and keep my eyes open, too, if I'm driving. <laughs> Helpful hint. Listen, if you start paying attention to this, it says here, let me read it to you, that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. And sometimes, you, you know, the devil will try to cover you up. I, I can make it sound real easy, but you have to realize I've been doing this over 40 years. <laughs> I hope I make it sound simple because it is, but you just haven't been willing to do it maybe. I don't know about you. I, I'm just talking general terms. I'm not after anybody. But you've got to get on your knees and worship God sometimes and get it quiet and not let anything interfere with your personal time with Jesus. It don't seem important when you're doing it sometimes, but believe me, honey, there's a day coming. It'll be vital and critical to you. If you haven't done that, you won't know what to do. You start wringing your hand. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? You're going to fall apart. I can tell you what you're... And you're going to talk negatively. And you're going to plunge that, that net. That net's getting tighter on you because you don't know what to say. Don't let that happen to you. I'm, I'm helping you. Part of the prophet's ministry is to warn people. Some of the most exciting times lay in front of us. Don't die and miss it. How about that? Is that straight enough? <laughs> don't, don't get offended at something I say and leave the church. That's the stupidest thing you ever did. Yeah, I'm trying to help you. And I'm, I do this myself. You know, I'm not perfected in it yet, but I do do it. And, and I and I'm learned to do it without distractions all the time. You know, Mark says, take heed what you hear. Then it says, take heed how you hear in another place in Luke. That's Mark 4.24. If you want the references, I'll give them to you. I'm not turning there. Mark 4.24 and Luke 8.18. Take heed what you hear in Mark. Take heed how you hear in Luke. See, sometimes you, you didn't take heed how you heard. You heard it, but you didn't take heed before you got to church how you're going to hear it. Yes. You ought to make a decision in the driveway if you can't make it before then. I'm not going to be offended today, whoever's preaching. Because you could have just stayed in the car. You won't get anything from me or God if you get offended. He doesn't help offended people. They have to get forgive people and get over that offense. Just trying to help. One of the main things that cause people to be sick is unforgiveness. Resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness. Holding something against somebody, they're already dead, some of them. And they're ruining your life and you don't even recognize it. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to hold a grudge. Come on. Okay. If you just pay attention to get with God here, and this is part of being healed. 
pay, to get, pay swear, let me read it again, that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. Hallelujah. That involves reading the word as well as everything else I've said. Now let's go to Romans 10. You say, we, we, we got a lot of scripture? Well, I got quite a few. And, and I can guarantee you it'll all help you. Yeah, I've never overdosed on the word yet. I've been pretty high. You know, he is the most high. And I, you know, people say, you know, you're just out of your mind. Well, I've been trying to get out of it for 40 some years. My mind wasn't doing too well. I had a needle hanging out of my arm, eating out of a dumpster in the alley. That was what I had going for me, carrying a gun, ready to shoot somebody or get shot. But God changed all that. Now look at Romans 10, verse, uh, well, let's go up to verse 14. How shall they call on him of whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And today you're hearing me talking to you about healing, hearing and healing. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Thank you, I'm here with you today. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. They don't bring bad tidings of bad things. <laughs> but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. People say to me, you know, I, I'm praying for faith. Well, you're wasting your time. Faith comes by hearing. Let's get this straight. Faith doesn't come. Faith comes by hearing the word. Yes. And let me just elaborate. Faith comes by hearing and hearing yes. and yes. hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and sometimes hearing the same word over and over and over again. I got tickled at Gloria Copeland one time. She said, a lady in the congregation said, don't let that lady read another scripture. <laughs> Gloria Copeland. I've been in her healing school more than once. I was there one time. She preached solid for four and one half hours. I don't even think I got up to pee. <laughs> now, I'm serious. Four and a half hours. That lady took healing from the top to the bottom, undressed it, wrapped it back up, put a bow on it and everything else. And some lady in the congregation said, shut her up. Don't let her give one more scripture. I've had it. That was her attitude. And the next scripture Gloria read, she got healed on it. Now, I'm not going to keep you for four hours. But see, if you'd be willing to sit and have somebody minister to you like that, you'd probably get somewhere you'd never been before. Let me read it to you the way I read it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And just about the time you're fed up with hearing it, you think, man, I could repeat this verbatim if I was called to on a witness stand, every word they've said. That's just about the time you're just getting normal. That just means you could repeat it. That doesn't mean you have it. <laughs> you know, we're a little good at parrots. We parrot everything. Nothing wrong with repeating something worth repeating. But... What you got to do is have a personal hearing, 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 hearing him talk to you. Because it's healing to what? All your flesh. Your whole physical being. Every organ functioning correctly and things like that. So we're talking here. It doesn't work sometimes after one time. Example, the doctors versus the word. You, you know it if you've ever been sick. And I've been sick. 
And man, I went to the doctor and they said, we don't know what to do for you here. We're going to make you go to the restroom all night and then come in. We're going to stick something up your backside and shoot you full of stuff and look at you through that enema stuff they put in you. That's not very pleasant to take all your clothes up and lay up on a table with your boots behind you sticking up. <laughs> Let's just get real about it. But if you hurt bad enough, by God, you'll take everything off and you'll let them fool with whatever they got to fool with to try to get you some help. You know I'm telling you the truth. I'm not being raw. I'm just being legitimate. And every time you go, they don't do it for free. They don't stamp my card and say, hey, get out of jail free. You don't have to pay today. You don't have to. No, it's every day. Every day I went, and all the tests cost money. And people will do that sometimes for years, and like we did, I did it. I mean, I had a pain in my side for 14 years one time. I, I accumulated $20,000 worth of medical bills because I didn't have insurance. Yeah, today it'd be 50 or 60, but anyway, because I hurt. But you know, none, and the doctors did their best, but they couldn't find anything wrong with me. They couldn't. I even begged one surgeon, cut me open, just feel around in there, find out what's going on, would you? Well, I can't do that, Michael. Why not? <laughs> then they give me medicine so strong that it'd make me be a drug addict again yeah. to get me out of my pain, and I had to take it back to the doctor and said, I can't take that. I'm, I'm an ex drug addict now. I don't want to be a pharmaceutical right. addict. Right. Right. I appreciate your help, but that loops me. You see, but then I met a man of God named Dr. Ed Dufresne, a prophet of God. He got in my life, and he spoke to me, and he spoke to that thing to leave, and within 10 months, it left me. I'd had it 13 years and however many months subtracted from that. Yeah. Now, the reason I'm saying that, you say, why do we need to keep hearing this on healing? Well, you do, if you're a medical, if you're a natural person and you're going to doctor, and I'm not criticizing, I go to doctors too if I need them. I got a tooth appointment this week for my teeth to be cleaned or something. And, you know, things like that. You know, don't take things into a rut, but just realize that what I'm saying is true. And sometimes we go back and back and back and back because we want some answers. But we got to be like that about God. We got to pursue the things of God until we figure this out. I've had, I have all the questions. If all of you wrote all your questions down about divine healing that you have right now, I had all those plus four, five, six, eight, ten, twenty others when I started studying this subject 40 years ago. And God answered every one of them through his word. Through his word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. It took you money to go to the doctor. It takes you time. You got appointments. You got to leave work to do it. You know, when I was a pastor, I'd ask people to come see me at 3 in the afternoon because I was busy. And they said, well, I can't do that. I'm working until 4. But if the dentist asked them to come at 3, by God, they were quick to tell everybody, I got to go to the dentist today at 3 o'clock. I got to go quick care at 2 o'clock. See, no respect, no honor about the things of God, just holy things. Are you listening? Just trying to help everybody. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Sometimes religion, tradition, and error and our past experiences need to be rooted out of us. Let me read that again. Sometimes religious ideas, traditional ideas, error, error, not the truth, but error, twisted scriptures, your past experiences sometimes, you need to get those things rooted out of you. Let's go to Matthew 15 a minute. Let me show you a scripture that I found years ago, and I began to stand on it. Matthew 15, and let's look at here, it's uh, verse 13, yeah, verse 13, Matthew 15, verse, are you getting anything out of this? 
See, we're talking about hearing and healing. And sometimes we got all these ideas. Like, you know, my Aunt Ethel. She loved God and she prayed heaven and earth flat together. But she died in leukemia when she was 41. Well, I'm sorry about your aunt. That don't have anything to do with the Bible. Why would you let that affect you from being healed? Well, my grandpa and my dad and his brothers all had prostate cancer, and I think I got it. And Poor comparison here. Get over in God's genetic code. <laughs> you, got, you got a new code when you got in Christ. You're in him, and he's in you. <laughs> we got new DNA. Dynamic new anointing. Are you listening? Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I had a lady who wrote me recently, said she had a heart problem, born with it, a, a, what do you call it, congenital heart thing from birth, and it had a heart murmur, and she had one of called regurgitation where the blood shot out of a valve, and then it shot back into her heart, caused her heart to flutter all the time, had heart issues, different things. I prayed for her one time in the prayer line, didn't even remember praying for her, don't know who she is to this day. Uh, I think I, maybe they pointed her out to me later in the service at, at Pastor Dennis's. But uh, she, uh, she went back to her heart doctor and they did all these extensive tests. She sent me all the documents. There's three pages of it. And at the end it says results. Everything normal, 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 normal. How'd God do that? He's just a good God. He knows how to heal people of heart problems. He knows how to heal people of every kind of a situation. But see, you've got to let the word, the word will cleanse you out, the washing of the water of the word, because we have ideas about people we knew that loved God, but they died early, or they died sick, or they died, you know, all kinds of disease and sickness. Don't let that impair your judgment. That's not God's fault. Maybe those people knew God for, uh, as far as their Savior. I'm sure they did, but maybe they didn't know him as healer. Or maybe the other relatives behind them were died of different things and they never got it straight in their mind how they could be healed even though others didn't get it. How about this for grace? You can make the decision to be healed if you want. I know a lot of churches, they're using grace to drink and party and all kinds of nasty stuff and call it grace. That's not grace. But grace has a decision to make that I'm not going to let somebody else's situation impair my judgment of what my father would do for me. Come on. Now let's look here at Matthew 15, 13. I'm going to get on with stuff here in just a minute. We're going to pray for you in a little bit here. Uh, verse 13, he answered and said, every plant, of course the Bible refers to us as plants and trees in the Bible, you know, refers to us as believers as that the planting of the Lord and different things. Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. You ought to claim that. Every plant that Father didn't put in you should be rooted up. You know, when we were kids and we didn't know anything, I mean, when I was a kid, I went to the Baptist church because that's all my mother knew. She took me to Southern Baptist Church. Well, they didn't know nothing about what I've been talking to you about today. That never came to their thinking. They never brought it up. They didn't have any healing lines. If you were sick, go to the doctor. If you're mental, go to the psychology people. 
go to the psychiatrist, go to the psychology person or psychiatrist. We don't have any answers. It's like Dr. Summerall said, we've become a referral service. Instead of having some answers, I'm giving you some answers today. Whatever you've had planted in you, somebody told you God doesn't heal, let the word root that out of you today. He heals everybody that will receive him as a healer. If you don't receive him as a healer, he couldn't help you. He wants to, but he's unable to because you've got the barriers up that you don't think he can do that. You know, Jesus does for you exactly what you call him to be to you. Every day I live, I, I say, Father, I thank you. You're my Savior, but you're my healer. You're my financier. You, I have a supply. You take good care of me. I have soundness of mind. I can think right. Hallelujah. Anybody listening? So I claimed this scripture many years ago, and the reason it's so dangerous, it, verse 14, let them, let them alone, Jesus talking to them, they'll be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. That's what happened to me. I was in a church that loved God, but they didn't know nothing about him as a healer or a deliverer or a financier. Well, they told us we ought to tithe, but they never said we'd get any benefit out of it. <laughs> How many are listening? So they were blind leaders of the blind. And we both fell into the ditch. But I began to crawl my way back out of that ditch. Yeah, I crawled up out of that ditch and said, Father, I'm going to see what you say in your word. Because when I got in seminary and learned some things, I realized that they weren't telling me everything that was available to me in the Bible. Because I knew Greek by then, a little bit of it, and I could check them out. And I said, they're either lying about it or they don't know about it. They're afraid to talk about it. I don't know what it is, but anyway, it's wrong. I'm not going to stay in that mindset. Hallelujah. And you shouldn't either. Let's go over to Luke chapter 5 here. Talking about hearing and being healed. Luke chapter 5. Let me see here where I want to go. Luke 5, 15 and uh, 16 and 17. Luke 5. Well, let me, let me start up at verse 12. And it came to pass, Luke 5, 12, came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if you will, thou can make me clean. See, his problem was he was sick, but his problem was really the main problem was he didn't know if Jesus was willing to do it. And this is an example for us to learn from this. And he put forth his hand and touched him, Jesus put forth his hand, touched the lepers, and said, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. So we know from that Jesus' will was always, I will. One translation says, I desire with all my heart that you be well. Talking about the Jesus we say we sing about and praise God and, you know, praise him and talk to him. He says, I, I'm willing. And if he said he's willing for this man, he's willing for us. But that's really not what I want to talk about. I'm just putting that in there for an extra benefit for you. Let's look at verse uh, 14, uh, 15, 15 and 16 and 17. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him, by Jesus, of their infirmities or sicknesses or weaknesses or pains. You could interject any of those words for infirmities. Notice they came together to hear him and to be healed. What came first? Hearing. They came to hear him and to be healed. And I can take you to another place. I won't right now, but in Matthew, where it says, they continue with me now three days. 
See, sometimes think, people think if that's been done 45 minutes, praise God, it's not real. But you spent 75 hours at the hospital in the last 10 years and doctor's appointments and quick care and all that stuff. And I'm not belittling going to the doctor. That's not my approach. My approach is, though, we have a right to believe God to be healed. And we are healed already. Healing belongs to us if we just knew it. Hallelujah. If we'd have been taught correctly when we first got saved, we would have known we we're forgiven from our sins and they were blotted out actually. And that secondly, we, we were healed because Jesus paid the same price on the same cross at the same time. And Paul took it a step further. He became poor that we might be rich or have a full supply. He did that on the cross too. He did everything. One fell swoop. <laughs> Everything that was harassing humanity, Jesus bore it on the cross for you and me. Mental problems, emotional instabilities, nobody likes me, nobody cares. That's a lie. Jesus loves you and he cares greatly for you. I even kind of like you. Oh, I do like you. Hallelujah. I love you. And I'm telling you the truth here. But see, everything was already covered. We need to be thinking like that. If you think about this every day, it gets simpler. Jesus is your healer. Hallelujah. Now, I never enforced that on my children. If I couldn't get their divine connection quickly, we took them to the doctor. Let me just add that comment because I don't want somebody being crazy. And sometimes people run away with statements I say or some other preacher and they get themselves in trouble saying that I said that. I didn't say that. I said for me, I, if I want to tough it out, it's nobody's business but me. Not her business, not just between me and God. But when it came to other people, then my children, I took them to the doctor if they needed help. Thank you so much for your encouragement. All right. They came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching. Here he's teaching again. There were Pharisees, doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now, I know Jesus was talking about healing because the power to heal them wouldn't have been there unless he'd have been talking about it. <laughs> See, God confirms his word even for Jesus too. You know that, don't you? Whatever he preaches, what he got to. Yeah. And so whatever we're preaching, what am I preaching on today? Divine healing. I'm talking about healing and hearing. Hearing and healing. Let's go to Luke 6. Look at this over here, verse 17 through 19. And he came down with them and stood in the plain and a company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Notice again, they came first of all to hear him and to be healed because in the hearing of him teach on healing, he was, he was taking and removing obstacles to the healing as he taught them. Kind of the poor guy in the sense with the leprosy, not because he had leprosy, because he'd never heard Jesus teach. He'd heard somebody talk about Jesus or he wouldn't have been approaching him as a healer. But he never heard him speak Jesus personally. So he said, I know you can, but I don't know if you're willing to heal me. And Jesus put his hand right on him in that leprosy and all and said, be healed. And immediately he was cleansed. Man, praise God, how much secure would that be to all of us that realize Jesus wants to touch us all and heal us of every sickness, every disease, every infirmity. So it says they came to hear and to be healed. Look at verse 19 or 18. And, there, and they that were vexed uh, 
and to be healed of their diseases, and them that were vexed with unclean spirits. So he had a healing and deliverance service, and they were healed, and the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue, the real word's power, out of him, and healed them all. Hallelujah. That word virtue is a, is a word we use for a dynamo, self-energizing, self-reproducing power. Hallelujah. That word virtue. So it says they came to hear and to be healed of all their diseases and those who had spirits, unclean spirits that were vexing their bodies and making them sick, maybe mental too, maybe emotional some, but also physical things can be remedied by casting out of spirits and they were healed. He said because power went out of him and healed them all. Praise the Lord. You listening to me? Okay, I'm not quite done yet. Just hang on just a few more minutes here. Let's look at, uh, let's go look at Luke 10. And then we're going to go to one other scripture maybe and then look at something else. But Luke 10, and I want to start in verse 38 through 42. I'm talking about hearing and healing. Hearing and healing. Say that. Hearing and healing. Say it again. Hearing and healing. See, it's important that we hear the right things about God, about him being our healer. So that we could receive him as such. What, Pastor, do you ever have any problems? Well, I just told you I was, had a problem in my body for 14 years. What does that say? I don't know why I could, didn't, wasn't able to make my connection. But somebody helped me. I just, I, you know, and after three years of that, I just wanted to go to heaven. And then the Lord had to deal with me because he said, you're starting to put your faith in coming. And if, you, if, you, if that begins to be a full picture to you, you're coming out of your body and you're not going to stay here anymore. And I said, well, why don't you talk to me about it? He said, no, I'm not going to talk to you about any of it. I'm warning you, you're getting close to coming out of your body because you're so disgusted with your sickness. And you know, I'm not the one that put that on you. But if you come up, then you're going to forfeit the rest of your ministry. He said, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. He didn't even talk to me about Jordan. He wasn't even born yet. So if I'd have left, he wouldn't have been here. He wouldn't have been the pastor here. I wouldn't have started this church. You wouldn't be here. You see the ramifications of that. But I just hurt so bad for three years. And I said, Father, I don't know if I want to stand the rest of my life like this. He said, well, you better make your decision and make it quickly. So I, I said, well, I'm going to get back to you. And I think it was about 10 days later, I said, okay, I'm willing to stand as long as I need to stand in the planet. I'm going to believe you to get me out of this. My God, it was 11 more years before he got me out. See, it wasn't his fault. It was just me being slow. I, I, I don't know how many hours my wife might remember I logged of listening to Healing Tates and Sister Copeland, T.L. Osborne, Brother Hagen, Brother Copeland. People that I knew had healing ministries, particularly T.L. and, and uh, uh, Gloria Copeland. And then Brother Hagen, too. I would just log those things every day in, day out, be in my car listening to healing, mm -hmm. go to sleep listening to healing, wake up, put on healing. You know, and then I studied the Bible and so forth and so on. Are you listening to me? Yes. See, but I just refuse to give up. Good. You know, just remember what I'm saying. So it's hearing and healing, hearing and healing. And a lot of times it didn't take me that long. One time I remember I never had any problems with my mouth, getting sores in them or stuff like that. I went to seminary and all of a sudden my mouth broke out with internal ulcers. 
and they were so painful, I went to see a doctor, and he checked me for all kinds of diseases. He said, you haven't got any disease that I could label, but you sure got some problems with this ulcerated sores in your mouth. And they got down my throat, and I would cry eating ice cream. That's how bad they hurt. So he gave me some medication for them. I used it for a while. And then one day I went to the medicine cabinet, opened it up, and God said, throw that in the trash, you're healed. So I threw it in the trash. Yep. Hallelujah. Been healed ever since. That was about 40 years ago. Now, if I push my body into oblivion, which I've done a few times unwisely, then they try to come back. But see, that's because my fault. I'm not paying close enough attention to rest appropriately and stuff. Just trying to help you here. See, you know, there's another, some of you don't know how to rest. And it's not just you're all that and two bags of chips that you're just a big tough woman or guy that want to work all the time. Your brain is going 7,000 miles an hour when you're sitting still. So you're not resting either. So you got to learn to do some things. I had to learn. You never had to motivate me to get up and go to work. Nobody had to tell me to do that. No, I was a, I was a prompt person my whole life. Been that way. I had to put a bridle on me to slow me down sometimes. I wanted it done two days ago. Not in the next 10 minutes. I wanted it done two days ago. Praise God. I'm not a bad person to work for. Donna can tell you she's been with me for 30 years or more. But see, nobody had to motivate me to do stuff. I was, a John, I was Johnny come lately. I was moving, man, flowing and going. But see, I didn't know how to rest, and I had to let the Lord help me to teach me how to rest my body without feeling lazy. Because my parents told me a strong worth ethic when I was a young boy. And I used to feel guilty if I'd slow down. Anyway, I'm just, see, you could get sick any kind of way you want. Just run, 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 run. And never stop, never rest. But the main thing is learning to attend upon the Lord without distraction. And he'll talk to you about yourself. He'll talk to you about what you need to do that a little bit different. And then you won't even have to deal with that stuff. you got to learn to deal with your faith. Because things are coming. Miracles are coming by you every day, going by you or coming to you. But also the devil's coming by you every day trying to put something on you if you're not careful. You've got to learn to resist him. There's a lot to learn about healing. I hope you make it for those four services in December. If you can, I'd like to help you better. Well, I've got four services to talk to you about this subject. Now, I ask you to turn to Luke 10, verse 38. Now, it came to pass as they went... Luke 10, 38, and he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. There's a key here. But Martha was cumbered, I would say frustrated, about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister left me alone to do all this housework here and to fix you something to eat? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're, you're troubled and, care, and troubled about many things. It's not just the beans cooking. You just got a lot of issues, girl. Yeah, she's, in, she's all wrought up on the inside. Oh, I got to get this ready. Oh. How come she can just sit down there on her backside and you don't say nothing? Watch what Jesus said. Martha, Martha, you got a lot of stuff, girl, going on in you. I'm paraphrasing. You should sit down and shut up and listen like Mary. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say that. He may have said it and left it out of the text. I don't know. But verse 42. But one thing is needful. Just one thing. Say one thing. 
this one thing needful. And Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. And what was her good part? To sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his word. Like you've been sitting today letting me minister the word to you. You chose to come here today, and we're trying to help you today by feeding you on healing scriptures and healing. And to hear and to heal, hear and be healed, hear and be healed. See, in Mark, Mark, in Mark's gospel, Mark 4, you could read this later, about verse 16 to about 20. It tells you all the things that come up in people's life. The cares of life, the worries of life. Lust of other things, not even evil things, just other things take the place of God. <laughs> and then it chokes the word. The word becomes unfruitful. See, if you'll take what I'm teaching you today, and I'm not quite done. i got one more passage. And, 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 and put some honor around that and value that. What we've taught you, if you've taken notes or get the CD or whatever we do here, I don't know anymore. But, and let that feed you more. And guard that in your life. See, you're just like Mary right now. You chose that good part to come in and sit down and be civil and listen to me while I'm teaching you. And that's something Jesus said will not be taken away from you. But you got to guard things like that when you hear things like I'm teaching you. You have to guard, put a, a premium on that. Not about me, but about what I'm preaching. <laughs> There's just one thing needful. That's hearing the word. Hearing the word from somebody who knows what they're talking about, too. I might add that comment because some people don't know what they're talking about. They try to teach on stuff and they jack it around. That's why I got a clicker on my TV. One week, this guy get me up in the floor. I'm practically dancing in my living room because he's so powerful a preacher. Next week, he gets up and starts talking about Job and Paul's thorn. He don't know, he don't know rock from scissors. I got to shut him off. He's just dumb as a rock when it comes to healing. I don't understand that, a guy of his caliber, but he don't know it. He just don't know. I'm not going to let that get in my home. I'm going to let those words come into my home, into my mind. I guard myself against stuff like that. Unbelieving people, especially the preachers. Let me go to one last passage here. So one thing's needful, and that's to hear the word. Let's go. Uh, Acts 14. We're just about done. Did we have to use all these scriptures? Oh, I had 20 more, but yeah, we get to use them. This is what got me healed using the scriptures. Hallelujah. Acts 14, beginning in verse 7. And it's talking about, um, let me see here. I think it's Paul and, uh, and Barnabas, maybe, or Paul and... Uh, his other friend here. At verse 7 of Acts 14, it says here, And there they preached the gospel, and there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak. Now, what's Paul speaking? The gospel. You know, I've heard people say, We don't believe in healing, we just preach the gospel. Honey, you don't know what the gospel is. <laughs> It's not just healing, but healing is included as part of the gospel. I'm not teaching you something we got to try to hunt down and find. It belongs to us. Healing belongs to us. 
And so it said the same heard Paul speak the gospel who steadfastly beholding him. Paul, he beheld this guy and he said he, he, he perceived, that's a spiritual perception, that he had faith to be healed. But notice the guy was still sitting. You've got to act on your faith. That's another component to faith. Faith believes in what it cannot see, but faith has to act. Faith has to act. You have to respond. And he said with a loud voice, Paul said to a loud voice to this crippled man, stand upright on your feet, and he leaped and walked. <laughs> Before he knew he couldn't, he jumped up. He was totally healed, never walked a day in his life. What a miracle. He not only jumped up, but he knew how to walk immediately. He'd never done that before. Must have been all new to him. But the gospel had so much power in it that Paul and Barnabas preached, or Paul and Silas, whichever one it was at that moment, that that power went into that man, and Paul, looking at him, perceived he had faith to be healed. Praise God. <laughs> that makes it sweet for the preacher when you get to people that, that you know, have faith to be healed. Hallelujah. Well, stand up with me if you would. You guys can move this out of my way. And if you're here and you... Huh? Yeah, I'd like to have a song if you could do that. Uh, the team could come up and... Devon, maybe you could do a song or... How about, uh, Daryl, you do that song, Fresh Anointing. Is, is that the right name of it? You know the one I mean? It's a fresh anointing coming on me. Something like that. If you need healing, come on up. I'll be glad to minister to you. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father, for faith in this house today. Thank you for faith in this house. Thank you for faith in the hearts of people coming. In the name of Jesus, Michael, I pray for your finger to be healed. I curse that infection. In the name of Jesus. Debbie, I pray for your back to be healed. In Jesus' name. Release that anointing to heal your back. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Pray for you to be healed, Morgan. Pray for you to be healed, Brother Paul. Pray for you to be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. That's it. Be healed. In Jesus' name. Brother Paul, be healed in the name of Jesus. healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pam, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. 